Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Billy Blinks, joined by my co-host, Waleed. Hi, everyone. And this week, joined by three special guests, my dear friend, Paul Hart. Hello. Jesse. Hey. And from the, I'm going to get this right, remember, Corrective Consciousness and Reactive Consciousness podcast, my dear friend, Vise the Bold. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm as so you can glad see- he gets a podcast plug. Well, do you? Well, I mean, I like, we did the. I did. Yeah, I'm, I know. Like, Wait, what is that? Like, we well, did also, one. I mean, I was going to bring up when I was going to kind of talk. Man, to you guys. I have blackmail on the man. You like, guys are on. like family. I'm going to get to when I was getting to the individuals when I was going to talk to you guys, getting two out of the three on one podcast. But, oh, okay. great. I'm no better than third cousin John. Oh, well, so again, from the uh, Apple to Oranges podcast, Paul Hart and Jesse, and also <laughs> Paul. The animated backcast host. Oh, we haven't had an episode in like 47 years. I think it's very relevant, though, to the topic at hand. As you can tell from the title, we are here to talk about the Batman. Uh, if you stick around Wait, to the which Batman, the Batman. I, oh, oh, that I'm, one. That was good, right? They were very specific. They made sure it wasn't a Batman or like the first Batman. It was the Batman. Well, I, I it was some kind of Batman. It was a callback to the press release in 1939 done by Detective Comics. That's awesome. Where they called him the Batman. So it was a love letter by Matt Reeves. See, I did not know that. I'm going to learn a lot today. See, see if they had done and Batman, they'd be just wrong. And that would be great if it was called and Batman. <laughs> you start the whole, the whole time. You're just wondering, like, are they ever going to tell us what was before the end? Like, what was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. And Batman, like A N. <laughs> it's just the wrong and article. Batman. Batman. Oh, that it, it'd painful. be great if it was called Bruce and the Batman, and it ended with like, <laughs> "Don't you know that you're my best friend?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what if the sequel is just it called Bruce? Gotham. Gotham and it Batman. It should have been called Gotham or yes. Got Ham with a question mark. Uh, uh, I do like the Batman with a question mark. Even the dumbest thing I heard. <laughs> you, you, uh, don't don't roll that out yet. I, I I we got plenty of time for me to top that. Well, as you guys can tell, who if you're here listening, you are here for the hardest hitting coverage of the the Batman. Let's all make sure we're on the all got notes. We all went and saw the right one, the Batman. Um, Damn it! I just saw Batman. Fuck! I I, I gotta go. I saw Batman. I saw Batman. Michael Keaton was just arresting. Uh, Everybody here, obviously, we've seen the film. Some of us maybe even seen it multiple times. So to get going here on the conversation, I really just want to go around the horn here and I want to get everyone's general impression. I don't have any sort of bumper or any kind of rating system set up yet because that would be somebody who is really, really legitimate. And, you know, I am just like our Batman here. I'm trying to figure out how to be the podcaster that Gotham deserves and not the podcaster that I am currently. So I'm going to work on this journey here along with everyone listening. So I am going to start off. I'm going to go with Paul. Paul, I want to get your general impressions. What did you think of the film? And if you want to express it in some sort of rating for yourself, go for it. It was a really good Batman movie. It, is so close to being a great Batman movie. This is this is the definition of a comic book movie. I feel it took so much from his greatest comic book story arcs 
there are some things that have hindered it to being a great Batman movie, but I had a really fun time seeing Batman actually being a, like a detective. I think the only time we got to see him kind of being a, like a detective was in the Dark Knight when he was shooting guns against the wall and be like, oh, they make <laughs> bullet holes. Like, I'm going to solve this crime. Like, <laughs> no, but uh, I think Pattinson was amazing. I think all the acting. Fucking Jess knows this. He's our severance guy. John Turturro. John Turturro <laughs> walked into that movie and said, fuck all of you. I'm stealing this movie. I'm putting Legends. it in my pocket like Mandy Moore sang about in 2000 and I'm walking away. <laughs> and he did, but I... Can somebody uh, date check him on that, please? I, I want to <laughs> see if just how I'm accurate 2004, that was. maybe. I don't fucking know. Uh, I, I just want to know how to good the, that to was. the letter you were. I gotta be pretty in my pocket. Um, no, <laughs> it, it was a really good movie. Could have been great. There's some nitpicks i do have that i can say for the meteor part of the discussion but i'm happy i saw it it's a great it's a really good movie pattinson to me like shut up the haters uh zoe kravitz was great uh colin farrell doing his richard kind impression was amazing like I think Richard Kind should be suing everybody that he wasn't cast <laughs> as the penguin. Penguin. But uh yeah, no, I really I really like it like uh it introduced my all-time favorite Batman comic book storyline, which was No Man's Land. I hope we get to explore that in a movie and not the Penguins HBO Max series. So I really, yeah, this was a fun time at the movies. Awesome. Uh, let's go, Waleed. How do you? What do you think? Um, yeah. So I'm a little bit on the on a different end. Like I enjoyed it. Um, but I'm talking just like as a casual like uh, DC um uh, Batman kind of fan. I never was into the comics uh, or anything like that growing up. When it comes to Marvel or DC, so I don't really know all like the backstories or any of that. Like that, Paul would be able to relate to. Um, but as just a casual like Batman fan, the first Batman movie I ever saw was with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson when I was a kid and obviously loved the Dark Knight and all of that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great um, just, uh, you know, for what it was. It was very long for sure. Three hours and you felt every minute of it. Like at one point at the end, like I was enjoying it, but I was like, God, I, I don't know how much longer this is going to keep going. But um, but it was Wally'd. great. At like three times during that final act, I was starting to put my coat on. Like, okay, it's over. Oh shit! Yeah, no, you, it's you not. would think so, exactly. <laughs> and like, but like watching it, um, I do think Robert Pattinson played a great Batman. I counted how many times he smiled. Zero, um, throughout, <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Um, but literally, he 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 seemed more like a vampire in this movie than he ever did as Edward in the Twilight Saga. <laughs> so like at times, like he was just completely stone cold on the entire three hours which was great i mean because i feel like that kind of is how batman is i mean just being this billionaire um you know oligarch in you know gotham city who basically doesn't um 
doesn't know, um, you know, exactly what's going to make him happy. So he decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to go put on a cape and, you know, fight crime. And he's not, you know, it's just one of those things. He's a superhero that embodies the, the you know, the fact that money doesn't make you happy, you know, he isn't it. So he's trying to fight for a greater purpose. And I kind of like I saw that more in this movie than I ever have in other movies in the past. Um so I, I really enjoyed it though. I mean, it, it was it was good for what it was. So I mean, I kind of want to see the sequel, kill the Batman. That's probably going to be this. That's probably going to be the the next um, name for the sequel. I would imagine. There you go. I'll <laughs> take that. All right, um, Vise. Let me get your your general impressions. Well, if if, if you uh, the guys already pointed this out, but like I I have a Batman uh, balloon like attached to my chair that was that was there for from before that for before all this. So uh, I am a gigantic Batman fan, like huge Batman fan. Uh, I ha- I've been like um, reading Batman comics ever since I was a little kid. And um, like ever, uh, that back when uh, 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 Nightfall uh was big uh was you know when when my brother got into my i have a i have an older brother that's seven years older than me so he like you know introduced to me me to all the cool teenage stuff way before i should have uh been been absorbing it and uh uh, i uh i have to say that this one was an excellent batman movie um i it it took um, just as kind of Paul was uh, alluding to it, it it is strong strongly inspired by the Long Halloween. Um, so uh, if any of the fans here want to see what the inspiration is, that's where all the like the gangster stuff um, comes from, um, and a lot of the Catwoman stuff comes from, um, and uh, that is like one of the quintessential Batman comics. It's just really really good. It's it's considered like a Batman Year Two kind of story. Um, you're not getting Batman year one where, you know, he's, he's, you know, trying to figure out his armor or, you know, like, you know, falling off of fire escapes and trying to figure this shit out and, yeah. you know, you know, putting on the cow for the first time and being a dumbass. They, they, he's not doing that. Um, he's, he's, he's been around. He has, what, what, what's kind of cool about this movie is that like, they didn't even like show you him arming himself. You just, he just had that, his utility belt essentially and you just saw what he had when he needed to use it um which was really interesting i never seen that before um and so like he, he even pulls something out of his uh, magic hat at the end i'm not gonna you know talk about what that is um but like it's just like oh that was a thing i didn't expect him to use <laughs> um but yeah um i i have to say that the performances were excellent uh um paul dano god damn that um towards the end uh the 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 showdown at i'm not i'm not gonna do spoilers but you can no feel no go ahead our people are all full spoilers this is coming out on wednesday so it's all okay so like um the showdown at it's not even a showdown it's just like um it's a face-to-face meeting that's that's all i get um uh they get a face-to-face meeting at arkham and like that that's just like i like that even better than uh the heath ledger um joker um interrogation scene because batman can't get at him like he 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 can't do anything about anything uh which i which shows his humanity um and i i just thought that was really great um there's plenty of stuff uh allusions to um bat bat cannon 
like there's Bloodhaven that's mentioned. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. They make um, like the penguin is not like a freak, like, in, <laughs> like, like Batman returns. He's, he's just, you know, a, a gangster, just like he is in the comic. Um, well, depending on which version of the comic you're reading, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, he's just, you know, the, the people just call him that and he, you know, waddles towards the end. So that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I love the waddle. That, yeah, that his like, legs were tied up. Yeah, yeah, he, he was bound. Um, I, I, I don't want to take a monopolized time here, but uh, I, I just, I thought pa- Paul Dano did an amazing job at being a creepy internet weirdo. Um, <laughs> uh, and just as Paul said, uh, this is the Batman, the detective uh, that I think we all really wanted. I mean, Batman is a lot of different things depending on who wants to write him. He's, you know, he's almost superhuman depending on who's writing him, even though he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's Mr. Gadget Man, uh, like to the nth degree, depending on who. He's even a goofball in, in some versions, right? Um, but uh, sometimes he's a ninja, uh, sometimes he's uh, a detective, and sometimes he's just a guy who beats everybody up. Uh, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, like in Dark Knight Returns, he's just an old, crusty Batman who wants to beat, yeah. up, beat up everyone in his way. So um, I like the detective Batman the best. Um, like if you read Legends yeah. of the Dark Knight back in the day where kind of it's, it's – it's stories out of continuity. So it has n- nothing to do with the, you know, the crossovers going on in, in DC land um, and, and, uh, and very little to do with his bat family. Um, not that I don't like the bat family, but um, the legends of the dark Knight stuff is just him fighting simple bad guys that would be in Gotham, you know, somebody who's in, hanging out in the sewers, uh, you know, stealing money or, like just weirdos fighting, fighting weirdos, fighting ghosts sometimes. Um, but like, he's always doing detective work in those things. And um, this was very refreshing. It was a lot of spy work, uh, a lot of like, you know, um, I, I just thought it was great. Yeah. Well, I like it. And we'll definitely get into some more of those things. So Jess, I'm going to get your overall uh, thoughts and then I'll move on to my thoughts before we then go. We're going to move into the, the cast after that. So Jess, how about your general thoughts on the Batman? Okay. Um, so I am also a casual um, Batman fan. Like I don't really read the comics. Like I think I've read one book like uh, a decade ago. Um, I like Batman, like Batman's great. And um, I like all the movies and everything. And um this one um I was really psyched for like based on the trailers like it looked like a different take it looked he looked a little bit more unhinged and um you know we could kind of see that he was still grappling with his anger which I really um I really liked that a lot and um you know the all of the Alfred stuff like it was such a different take than we normally have seen before and I really appreciated that too because he would be super angry and you know, dealing with everything he's dealing with. Um, so I, I mean, I'm like, if I had to rate it, I guess I would give it probably like a four out of five. Um, it's really good. Like I was like, it's a, it's part noir, part detective story. Like 
um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it, like, it's weird to say that like about this movie, yeah. cause it's like so dark, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of like, really like dry, um, humor in there. Um, <laughs> if you have dark humor and I was definitely yeah. like laughing at certain parts that I think the 100%. was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you laughing at this? Um, yeah. but yeah, so I, yeah, I really liked the take. Um, the acting was superb all the way around. I don't yeah. think there was one, one actor that took me out of it at all. Um, yeah. um, I think there was one part, like everybody, a couple of people mentioned the time, the runtime, which was really long. And so yeah. there was one part where like, I, I guess toward, like the third, <laughs> yeah, the third, well, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't even that. It was like somewhere like right before the third act, I was like, wait, they still have to deal with Riddler. Like what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it did slip in my mind at some point, but it wasn't like super distracting, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like the, the action was really fun to watch. The detecting was really fun to watch. Um, I really liked the, uh, use of color and lack thereof. So it was a lot of just kind of how they marketed it with, um, the black and red posters. That was a huge theme, like throughout the entire movie. Uh, I also really appreciated the first time he came out. Um, he met with Alfred after his like, you know, night out, he put his sunglasses on and I've been like wearing my sunglasses like forever because, a, I work in the dark mostly, and B, my dog ate my regular glasses, so I don't have a choice at the moment. But to wear, so I'm like in the theater wearing my aviators, like just being like looking like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, thank you, Batman, because you put sunglasses on, and now I feel much better about myself. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I was impressed with Robert Pattinson. Like I'd already seen him in, um, like seen his work in like the, um, what is it, the. Um, I keep wanting to say the shore, but it's not the, the lighthouse. Shore, but thank you. The lighthouse. Yes. Um, so I, I was time. confident in, <laughs> in what he could do. So that like, I wasn't super worried there um, at all, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's so hard to like, I can't, um, I know like we're going to talk about at some point, like where it's going to rank and that's going to be the hardest discussion. Cause I definitely need to see it again and I need to let it sink in a little bit more. Um, the yeah. music choice was also pretty good. Um, they only used like book. what, yeah, like music. two. Yeah, the music was really great. The only thing that um, was distracting me, I still don't, I can't decide if I actually like it or I hate it. Um, but the main Batman theme sounds so close to the Imperial March to me yes. that like, every time every time it was a front and I was like I just would finish it in my head like bum, bum, but you know like <laughs> so I would just be finishing it yeah. I'm like okay so this could be cool it, you know based on the implications like did he do that on purpose like you know did the um uh the composer do that on purpose or you know because you could have a lot of cool implications with that if he did but um so I haven't decided on that maybe by the end of the episode here I'll make a decision what, probably not though <laughs> well yeah what's funny is and I'll get into my my thoughts following this but it's I I just laugh because I love Giacchino's theme and how it was kind of emphasizing things as things were happening it felt like you were almost playing like a video right. game and the sound effects yeah. were coming in but I, yeah. I I couldn't help myself because it's just the times we live in that I was just imagining there being TikToks and memes it's like Batman opens the fridge. Duh, 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 duh. It's like Batman's out like mowing the lawn. Duh, duh, like everything or or just like that gif that I that I sent on the 
like in the in the group chat, just oh, like yeah, yeah. eating his his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yeah, yeah, that really. Bad man's doing taxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, he so, has to use the bathroom sometime. He has to be not dignified at like at some time, right? Yeah, like yeah. Well, no, that's, and that's like what Jesse's saying, like showing the human side, having to come in, put the lights on. He's like living in the night. He's not really a normal in person, the night. And there's effects <laughs> of that. But um, before we dive into the details, I'll give my overall thoughts. I I loved this movie. I, yeah. I loved it. I've seen it twice. Um, nice. I've seen it twice already, and it is. The second time now, knowing what it's going to be and being able to more just focus on certain aspects that I wanted to focus on and see, hey, did I really like that part as much? Are some of the criticisms I'm seeing on social media warranted? Are they not? I just this film to me, what I really like about it is kind of similar to another superhero film that I'm a fan of that like no one likes, which is Man of Steel. And the reason why I actually am a fan <laughs> of it, and you'll understand the comparison I'm going to make. It's not really I actually going think the- out of all the DC superhero stuff, like out of the DCU stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the their mm. main the main storyline. <laughs> um, Man of Steel is n- like higher in that list than then well, you probably I, I, I've always been like the apologist, but my kind of my comparison goes like this film was really like what really happens if there was a guy dressed up like a yeah. bat and going out and fighting crime, the, the realism of it all the time. Well, that no, but even just really the, it's more so like the reactions of it, the reactions of the criminals to the idea of there being a mass vigilante, mm-hmm. the idea of yeah, how the cool. police were reacting to him and them really scoffing at the relationship that Gordon has with Batman. Because if you're going to take it at a realistic level, it is freaking weird. Like, why are you covering for this dude, man? Like, this is just some guy. Like, you don't even know who he is. You just, Put out a light at night. And and that's why I make the Man of Steel comparison, because I've always thought it's been like a, a, a first contact movie where yeah. what would happen if literally a, a guy all of a sudden just appeared in the world that could fly and do anything and then aliens arrive. They wouldn't be cool about it right away. They'd be like, oh, this guy's probably going to kill us at some point. And I, that's what I liked about this film. I also I mean, obviously, we're going to get into the cast. Pattinson, I think, did a great job. I really like the the emphasis. I was I was surprised uh, not to interrupt you. Bill, yeah, no, but, it's uh, all right. I was just surprised <laughs> how not goofy his bat voice was. I it yeah. was perfect. I was voice. I'll take that over Christian Bale's voice any day. The best Brass. bat voice yeah. out of any second yeah. best. Second. Well, maybe Keaton. Right. Well, maybe Keaton's better. Keaton does have a bit good bat voice. Kevin Conroy. Oh well, you can't count. Don't throw the best count. of the best. You can count him. Why can't he count him? Theaters. No, Fantastic you can't count him. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. No, you can't count. Best version of Batman, including the comics. I'm talking Mask of Phantasm, which came out in the theaters. But right. Billy, yeah, Billy right. to go back to your We're, point, not only were the criminals afraid of Batman, at the very beginning, the dude he saves on the subway yeah. is terrified of Batman. Completely terrified. And nobody of knows yeah what side he's on well because and again it's something that he doesn't do until the end of the film is he doesn't go and comfort the guy after that beats the hell out of the people and then he just stares him down and you're like uh, he's like should i leave like can i go back is it cool like i have to i have to go back and see mask of the phantasm because actually the first movie i ever saw was michael keaton's batman was the first one i ever saw and then like 
in my childhood, I saw Mask of the Phantasm several That's times, excellent. but for some reason, I forget a lot of it. I have to go back and rewatch it because I remember it was very good. And um, you know, did even Bat- for a cartoon, it was very mature too. Did, yeah, did Batman Beyond Return the of the Joker get, get theatrical? Um, because I know I know it got a rating. It, it was PG-13 at some point. Um, no, it was, it, it was straight to video. Uh, okay. Mask of Phantasm was in theaters for two days. <laughs> I never saw gotcha. it in theaters. I had it. I never saw it in theaters. I had it on VHS. I had it on VHS. My I had dad it on VHS and I watched it a few times as a kid. And I was like, this is a good movie, but I forget a lot of it. It's been like more than 20 years since I've seen that movie. My dad took me to see that. And then I watched it with my daughter last year. And she Excellent. was just like, awesome. Whoa. Cause it's got one of the best twists <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Oh, definitely does. I have to go back and see it though for sure. But um, just to kind of round out my thoughts, it's really I like the emphasis on trauma. I I like the emphasis, especially on childhood trauma, that it really can be transformative. Lots of it in there. Lots and of it. The yeah. symbol, and I really, and like I said, we'll move now into the cast. But I really, I like that that you know there wasn't. They didn't talk about his parents really. The just the idea of him looking at that child and the child's circumstance of losing a parent. It's it's everything you need to see there is in the glare and seeing just then like the doing the long shots. And that's what I appreciated about the length of this movie is it wasn't that there was a ton of gratuitous scenes. It was that every scene was allowed to breathe. You were allowed to have longer pauses between you're allowed to have longer one shots and zoom ins. And that's really where I, you know, that's really what got me, especially the second time going where I was able to just kind of take scenes for what they were. So you guys all in your quick review all gave a positive review of Pattinson. So we're not going to dive too much more into the Pattinson performances, but I just want to run around. Where does Pattinson so far this performance? So how do you think it ranks amongst the other Batman? I don't need to get your complete rankings, but I mean, do you guys think he is above average? Do you think he's, you know, so does anyone think he is the best Batman? Does anyone think he was, I don't know. No one thought he was an awful Batman, but does anyone think he was just average? Uh, Jess, what did you think? You're a little bit more said on the casual audience side. What do you think? And then uh, we'll just go to Waleed. Um, I think it's hard to judge him, like whether or not he's, he would be the best Batman yet because he only has one movie and my favorite yeah. Batman all have more than one film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think him being so young too is also like one of the factors as well. Like I, w- I would want to see him in another uh, Batman film before I would make that call. Um, but he is really good. And I mean, it, it also is like, you know, we kind of, like in this movie, like we see him, um, we see him angry and then he's making the turn. So he's like, you know, but in the other films, like the Batman, the Batman, <laughs> the Batman, <laughs> the Batman have already made that turn. So like, they're already on the side of like, I want to get, like, I, I see Gotham and I want to give them hope and stuff like that. So it is, it's like such a different um face of the character that it's really hard to judge but he is up there like he like his performance like i mean it's it's up there with bales i i mean keaton is always gonna be my number one like i'll just get that out of the way right now Mm -hmm. um but i think you know i like keaton i don't think was always given that much like gravity so it's hard to like be like oh like he you know whatever um but I think with what the movie was doing, that Pattinson did a really great job. And I would like to see him like develop that character more and see what he can do with that, like, you know, in subsequent films. 
Very fair. Waleed? Yeah, um, I definitely, I think he's definitely up there. I mean, I, I'm with her, I'm with uh, Jess on this uh, as far as like Michael Keaton will always have like a special place in my heart just because he is the first ever Batman I watched. Um, and Christian Bale's was great too. Although the Dark Knight trilogy has its place in history is one of the best superhero trilogies of all time. And I would say it's a more, it's a better like cinematic experience as a whole. But Pattinson as Batman, I think I'd rank him up there as like, you know, maybe like right up there close to Keaton. Um, I would like to see him develop the character more as well. But even watching the movie, um, just seeing his growth as an actor. Like, I mean, I go back. The first time I ever saw the guy act was he was in a minor role in Harry Potter um, in the fourth movie. Cedric. He was, he was Cedric, Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory in the fourth <laughs> Harry Potter movie. Okay. And that got him. And that kind of. And he dies. Kind of helped him rise Whoa. to stardom. And then he, he gets murdered. Cast. He doesn't just die. He gets murdered. Come on. I forgot about the active term. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> passive term I used there. I apologize. Yeah, he didn't have a, he didn't have he wasn't like he didn't like not take care of himself okay <laughs> he didn't just he waste was, away he was the best he was the best he was a try was a champion exactly <laughs> no but that, that was like the first time you saw him act and you were like okay this kid actually is starting to get more famous he might get a big prominent role soon and that's when he got the twilight saga um you know and he played the, and he, he was a good actor in that movie even though the mo- those movies kind of sucked in my opinion um but if you would have told me if you would have told me at that time i got no opinion i've never seen them yeah i mean i've watched them just like whatever they're They're not for me they weren't for me yeah i mean i I like vampires and werewolves and all that stuff so so i just watch sure um but if you would but if you would have told me back in 2009 like oh yeah um the guy who plays edward cullen robert pattinson he's gonna play batman in 2022 i would have been like i don't see it but now i'm like damn i i do see it and now i can see him actually playing a lot of other like characters that are prominent with um meet uh, different kinds of media like i'm a big i like resident evil i became a fan over the last like several years um and one character i think if they were to do like a resident evil movie or tv show i think pattinson would make a great leon kennedy if you guys would agree with me there sure um, yeah, i can see that definitely I, I mean watching him as bruce wayne when he's not dressed as batman just in his like regular bruce wayne i looked at him i'm like god he could play leon <laughs> like in a resident evil yeah. scene, you know he really he has the hair for it he also yeah. knows how to uh, walk slowly and proddingly, and he could stop and turn and do tank controls, like if he wants to, if you want to get really yeah. authentic for the film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of how I felt about it. But there was just so many. He had so many like cool moments, even though the, it wasn't as much of an action-packed thriller like The Dark Knight. Yeah. He did have a lot of cool moments in this movie. The one scene where the room got really dark, and then like all the all the guys are trying to shoot him in the dark, and it got like low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that scene! It almost yeah, it, cool. me, it, it almost gave me like Darth Vader vibes from Rogue One when he like yeah. showed up and killed like almost kind of like that. I was like, oh my god, that was such a cool that was such a cool scene right there. Like I'm gonna remember that for him for sure. So um, um, yeah, he ranks up there for me though. Paul, where does he rank amongst your Batman and just like kind of how do you think the performance ranks overall you know, above average stuff like that? As Batman, he he's definitely up there, but I want to see more of his Bruce Wayne, and we didn't get a lot of yeah, exactly. We didn't get a lot of Bruce Wayne, and yeah, now that Wally's <laughs> saying, I could see him in different roles. Like if they ever make a Microsoft movie, he would be a great paperclip. Damn you, Paul! I was starting to think of Microsoft people. I'm like, oh, Gates or yeah, Paul. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you rat like, bastard! Like I'm here to help you. Like yes, you are, our Pat. No, uh, he was he was a great Pat. He, he, 
Clippy. <laughs> Clippy. I kind of want to talk about Clippy now. Watch, he gets like an Academy Award for that movie. Um, <laughs> no, like, uh, I mean, you know, people are like, oh, the guy from Twilight. But man, there's this movie and Matt Reeves has said it in an interview called Good Time. And it's fucking amazing. And Matt to the stars. He, he's a great actor. So I hope people take notice but i want to see more of bruce wayne i want to see more of that before i really yeah. say like yeah he i mean he's definitely better than clooney like oh, uh, yeah. yeah better than val Matt. it's not a yeah. high bar paul yeah. <laughs> okay i have yeah. a soft like i do love val kilmer's batman but he is up me there. too i do <laughs> love too. val as batman he was really Val's a great Batman. Yeah, imagine if he was like he's a good he's a good Bruce Wayne technology. Too. Yeah, if they had he's like the suit technology, like when he played it, like imagine that, like he was if he was like uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, that would have been amazing. I do That's hate true. to jump ahead, but probably my favorite bat suit in movies. Yeah, suit. it's really good. I I his his bat the Batmobile too is just mwah. Oh, I, I loved it. Her. Well, I mean, like, like you brought up a great point <laughs> of it being like the long Halloween, which obviously it is because it takes yeah. place. Like the movie opens up on Halloween, but if anyone's read Scott Snyder's Batman, yeah, I have to. Yeah, zero year. This. Oh, movie, see, I don't. I, 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 it's, it's the next thing I have to read. I just read uh, Death of the Family, so uh, it's yeah. the next thing on my, on my list. This so. movie draws heavily on zero year. I would love oh. to hear Andrew after he after he reads that. But yeah, it's the next one. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved through the whole movie with Pattinson. One thing that I love from The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller is the inner monologue. We got that at the beginning. It stopped, and then we got it at the end. I would have loved to hear him. Very noir. As dual Bruce Wayne Batman doing an inner monologue through the whole movie. That would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. I agree. I would have taken more of it. Yeah, that would have been cool. But yeah, he was a good Batman. Long story short. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, what do you, how do you think overall, just like you said, kind of just elaborate a little bit where you think he ranks and then I'll, uh, I'll give my thoughts and then we'll kind of move on to one other thing before we kind of get to the plot. Uh, I, I have to um, echo the sentiment of pretty much everyone here in, in saying that excellent, um, but we we don't have the Bruce Wayne piece from him. Probably the most understated Bruce Wayne, even, even compared to Batfleck. Uh, Batfleck has a more prominent Bruce Wayne than Pattinson's does, which is well, actually kind of funny because, you know, you, you get the gala scene in uh, Batman versus Superman. So yeah, you at least have. He's some... not there yet, though. He's not there. He's like, he's angry. He doesn't want to use his money. He doesn't care. Like, he's on the figure, turn though. now. Yeah. Yeah. Felt I mean, like except for, yeah, but he. Without the mask. What? Like, that's what his Bruce Wayne felt like. Just Batman without the mask. And this yeah. Movie. And I think uh, he, that's where he was like mentally in his head. Like, he just, he wasn't. Like you could, you could see it in everything that he said. He's like, yeah, like I don't care about the money. Like why are and like asking Selena why she's stealing the money and everything like that. And like, oh, I don't care about this or whatever. And then it wasn't until like the end that he was like, oh shit, like I have to do more. Like I have to do more. I have to be more. Like even the the fucking lady, the mayor elect was like, yo, step up, asshole. Like what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Jess, you, know you have mean? a point. You have a point. So, um. I, I guess, um, like, like I said, I, I, we, um, 
as far as straight up Batman, like in in the suit goes, excellent, really good. Um, in fact, I you know be, because the the he managed to do a bat voice that wasn't goofy, and also that he. <laughs> He, he manages, even though he's kind of a cruiserweight kind of guy, right? Robert Pattinson is not a hulking man, no, he's uh, but uh, he's a cruiserweight. Um, uh, you know, he, he, he manages to be imposing in that bat suit. Um, and that's him in that, uh, it, it, you know, and maybe that's part of the design of the costume. The, the design of the costume makes him look like the freaking Hulk. I mean, he's... <laughs> Yeah. you know yeah, and, made him look like a walking tank it really did. yeah and he and he is i mean he's armored to the teeth yeah. um i mean there, there's a couple parts where i'm like ah, zoe kravitz you you couldn't lift robert pattinson by himself let alone with all that armor on <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh I, I don't know if anybody's ever tried to li- deadlift a person uh but like it's, <laughs> it's not it's like even a light person jeez but um yeah um i have to say that without without the bruce wayne part yet i i mean we we like like everybody's saying all the all the greats have good things about both that um the best um live action um bruce wayne is is got to be bail for me I, i i think he 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 because he he put on a persona on purpose, and I thought that was cool. Um, but honestly, my I have to go with Paul here again, and and have to say that uh, honestly, the best version of Bruce Wayne that in existence is is the animated series, um, and and that's because in the animated series, Bruce Wayne is as much of a hero as Batman is. And that is never as explored as mm-hmm. in the animated series. Even in the comics, they miss that because they want to they want to sell comics, you know. So they you know they have him in a suit all the time. But um, he's he's just kind of a cold, distant weirdo in the in the in the comics most of the time. Even in Snyder's <laughs> Snyder's Batman is like he, he's just a machine. Uh, his 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 Bruce Wayne is a machine, um, uh, and uh, as much as I like Snyder's actual Batman, but um, and don't don't get me into Morrison's Batman, who's like literally a computer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, like he he has like backup uh, personae in his brain just in case somebody tries to take over his personality. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. like a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I I have to say, excellent, excellent Batman. Um, it, you you can't label him as the best yet until he he gets a second time to shine. But uh, yeah. at least because yeah, I, I agree, but he's I up mean, there for me. Yeah, yeah I, I mean Bale has also you, you gotta you gotta understand you have to also have three times to mess up. You know, if you have three if you have three three movies, you have three times to mess up to bring down your your rank. Um, and, and just having one performance is is cheating <laughs> so, going wait. off what you said he didn't even need his voice because pattinson said everything in this movie with his eyes yes 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 part of his performance was just like the way his eyes would like fluctuate yeah. especially during the interrogation like yeah. he didn't even need to say a fucking thing yeah paul jess oh, it's, uh... one more one more thing one more thing yeah go ahead, go ahead. 
Um, I, I kind of appreciated also that they, they showed him getting out of his mask and like all the like sweaty makeup coming off of him <laughs> because every, every single one of these Batman, <laughs> live action Batman has had, you know, eyeliner on. I, we, we, it's even, you know, Michael Keaton has eyeliner on, but they always strip it off once they, once they take off the helmet. Right? <laughs> it's gone. It, it, it's gone magically. Magic. But this is, he actually, they actually were like, no, he puts on eyeliner and now it's all fucked up because he's been out all night. Um, you know, <laughs> in this costume. he doesn't have Batman branded eyeliner yet, like in the, the Clooney films and things. He hasn't made the big time yet. It's yeah. uh, Paul and Jess, it's like they, they stuff with the machine, like Batman. It's it's like if Batman went and through severance. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh Jesus. I don't. So, I don't want Batman to go through Severance. That's just a really scary thought. <laughs> if anyone uh, hasn't seen Severance on uh, Apple TV Plus, it is oh. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you gotta watch. It. I don't know yeah, anybody with it. Apple TV Plus. Well, you have a, two people <laughs> here that literally host an Apple TV oh. podcast now. So now you have That's exactly awesome. where you need to go. I feel like it's the yeah, underdog. I feel. I feel like it's the underdog. It's so. Here. It's. A, yeah. It's so good, and we can get into a whole conversation. Trust me on that. <laughs> um, but overall, it has, I, I, it has I, Snoopy. I know that. It has Snoopy. Yeah. I agree with with Vise and with Paul. And my Batman always was the animated Batman. That yeah. that's what I grew up with. Mine it was, too, it was my after school Batman. And of course, at points because I watched the cartoon, that's what led me to go back and see Batman '89 and Batman Returns. And then obviously, when we were kids in the '90s. They had all the kind of like McDonald's kind of campaigns and things like the Batman and Robin movie, things like that. You kind of couldn't avoid seeing those movies then that kind of got put like blasted in your face. But greatest cups of all time. Oh, it, it, <laughs> that, that was a golden <laughs> age of of, man. of fast food toys. I could we could do a whole episode and we probably will at some point. Literally just all oh, about man, my Jurassic Park um, Lost World uh, watch with the reflective uh, holographic. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, dude, I had eyes. that. Oh, um, yeah, Everybody see, that's, had that. Come on. Dude, that's that's the thing. That's yeah. definitely a future discussion we're gonna have. But yeah. that was again that this Batman though now me being have going twice to see the film. I don't know, man. This guy, I it's really growing on me fast in my rankings. He I'm gonna have to wait. I'm gonna wait probably one more time. I may go one more time in theaters, but if not, wait for it. It drops in early April on HBO Max, and then I'm gonna watch the hell out of it. But it's like you guys said, it's a lot of the nonverbal performance. And I agree. He hasn't had his his chance to really go into his version of Bruce Wayne more fully. But the idea is that, like, especially with this Batman, the, and it's been established in the comics and plenty of other properties. But that is the real person right now. Batman is the more fleshed out, more to him, the more functional and stable persona. He does not feel comfortable in Bruce Wayne's skin. He doesn't want to put that out there. He's more comfortable standing in a room of police officers in the Batman outfit that he's only been wearing for two years than he is to be Bruce Wayne. And this Bruce Wayne's probably what, like mid twenties, something like that. So I, that yeah. to me was again, just a really interesting dynamic. And I do think you guys are right. I do think in the end, and especially in this arc or trilogy or however long the series goes, I think he's going to need to be Bruce Wayne to be able to defeat some of these enemies. It's not, being the Batman and even being a Batman that's a positive symbol and not just vengeance, like he kind of says there towards the end, and we'll get into the plot next. <clears throat> but I do like the idea that he's going to have to be 
uncomfortable in his skin and that's going to have to be growing into some version of Bruce Wayne, which I think is going to be a really cool thing to see evolve. It shows, it shows that like Batman is his real person Mm -hmm. and Bruce Wayne is, you know, the, the alter ego. Yeah. Isn't that what he says in uh, Batman beyond? He's just like, I, I knew, I knew it wasn't uh, my, my brain trying to kill me because I don't call myself a Bruce in my head. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's kill Bill. Whereas like with the dark Knight, it kind of feels like the trajectory worked in reverse you know, where like the starting from the first um, Batman Begins, you feel like he's comfortable as Bruce Wayne and hasn't really grown yet into the Batman. And by the time you get to the Dark Knight Rises, he finally becomes more of what he's supposed to be. The city, you know, what the city deserves, the hero that they deserve. And then, you know, coming back and eventually beating Bane in the, in the end of the movie when he was never able to defeat him before. So he kind of became you know, like the Batman as the trilogy unfolded, whereas now it seems like it's maybe kind of working in reverse. Um, But, you know, this whole movie for three hours, they were emphasizing, you know, he's the Batman. You know, you barely felt like he was Bruce Wayne throughout most of it, you know. Even when the Riddler, even when the Riddler would leave him clues, it would always say addressed to the Batman. Whenever they needed him, like they kept emphasizing the bat signal throughout the entire movie, if you realize that. Like, you know, that's something that they're all, you know, everyone's kind of like used to at this point you know at this point in the story it seems so i want to talk about and i want to get everybody's opinion on who their standout supporting cast member was i'll give mine to start and then i you know will whoever wants to go second i know that you guys have mentioned john turturro which was obviously a great performance but but for me um zoe kravitz was great Selena Kyle, I I really liked her. And listen, if you want to compare her to I'm not doing this as a a comparison in myself to any kind of specific comic run or storylines, but more so less like, again, she really isn't Catwoman at this point. But if you just look throughout this film and now going twice, she was put in a lot of different scenarios in this film, you know, whether it was going undercover in, in the in the in the club scenes a few times, whether having to meet with Batman, having to be vulnerable about her feelings about her roommate or or love interest or whatever you want to believe she was, you know, with her friend. I just I love the vulnerability because she was a great fighter, could hold her own. Obviously, she couldn't take Batman down, but that's not something to complain about. But I really thought her performance like I just the vulnerability that she showed to me really just it stuck with me, especially the second time around. I know there's going to be a lot of other performances. I think they're going to get highlighted. But I to me, um, whether or not you think she is you know a comic accurate Selena or whatever the case may be, her performance really stuck with me. My uh, thing excellent. was my thing was like we we saw her and you say it's early in her career, which I totally agree with, but like she's really good at, at cracking safe, like at like at breaking into safes and shit. Mm-hmm. But then we go into an apartment and her entire kitchen table is full of like Bills. overdue mm-hmm. statements. It's like really, really, <laughs> you're really bad at stealing if you can't even use it. To <laughs> He's a chronic sports gambler. Okay. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, how are you so good at breaking a safe, but you can't pay your visa bill? I mean, um, maybe it's just medical medical bills. You know, they they get you. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> Zoe Kravitz was fantastic in it for sure, but I just it, it it was just weird to see such like an experienced Catwoman, but. Catwoman's always been known as a burglar, and she never came off as a burglar in this movie. 
it's a fair. I think it's a very fair criticism. Um, Paul, then who was your, I mean, I think you kind of maybe teased it earlier on the podcast. Who was your standout supporting uh, cast member character in the film? I was hoping it would be Andy Circus, but it is John Turturro. Oh, he's like oh, the secret yeah. hero that, that nobody was uh, really expecting, I think. No, he, yeah. he, he's got so much, like, this is the year of Johnny 2. <laughs> Johnny 2. Johnny 2. Uh, I, I haven't seen the Jesus, so uh, the Jesus rolls. <laughs> You haven't seen the Big Lebowski? No, no, no. The sequel that he put out oh, or the spinoff. Well, maybe the Cohen, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but no, he's he's having he's having like his own like Tatooines or whatever, like his own renaissance. <laughs> he's doing he's doing he's, he's, he's on it. He's yeah. fucking rising. Uh he was he was great. He played he's my number great. one studio Ghibli creation for sure. Yeah, my, na- my neighbor, my neighbor John Turturro, who's having a bigger year, who's having a, who's having a bigger resurgence, Turturro or Brendan Fraser? Oh, oh well, everybody has to has to hand it to Brendan for uh, coming back. I mean, come on, I'll be right back. Perfect. I just want to hug him. I yeah, just want to hug him. yeah. <laughs> right? He looks like he's been through a lot. <laughs> um, yes. what, so one point I do want to bring up when we're talking about characters. Oh, actually, let me go first. Let me finish out the the round. So, um, Jess, who was your uh, favorite supporting character? Um, I I really did. I like John Chitoro. Um, and a lot of that is uh, is probably just due to the fact that I've been watching him in Severance, and the difference between those ter- characters are so enormous that like you you cannot help but just be like oh my god because like he melts into both of those characters like and they're the complete opposite they couldn't be more opposite characters from that from the batman to severance it's just it's insane and his performance is just out of this world um and i think like if you you know, possibly like if you don't know him in other roles, then it's easy to miss. And I think that's a lot of people kind of just kind of throw him under the radar because they don't see him in a lot, or maybe he does like kind of mesh into whatever role he's in. But man, I mean, it was just, it, it was great. He was super menacing, like just like a very, like you just felt intimidated, intimidated by him the whole time. Like the accent wasn't like over the top. Like it was, he was just, he was great. Like just a really cool bad guy. It's a, a really interesting thing you bring up. It's and it's something I guess I've I've never really heard verbalized, and you guys have been verbalizing it here. It's it's that like a, a character's an actor's range or an actor's other performances or even concurrent performances, especially informing your opinions on how good they are in another role because you can see that range, and that is a lot of it. It probably mm-hmm. a subconscious yeah. thing, but for you to verbalize that, it is very interesting. I, he's you know, not a character actor here, you know. He's not. He's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's really cool. It's a really cool dynamic that you bring up there. Right. And you see, and like in each role, like you see the emotion like in his face. So it's not just like him putting on a voice and just, you know, saying the lines like in severance, like that's what makes me appreciate this role more. I mean, you can see like there is emotion in his face between like anger and, you know, uh, wishfulness, wistfulness, and like all sorts of other things that happen in that show. But then here he's just so like he stares down and like you can just see like he just thinks that he's like top of the world like you know he's just nothing can touch him the confidence and like the bravado 
it's just like just by a look and that to me is what makes a really great performance no that's awesome uh waleed yourself any standout performances and you agree with anybody's take or is there someone else that stood out more for you um i agree with those take. they were all good like i said it was it was hard to find anyone who like acted in their roles poorly in this movie it was very well cast everyone was great um but what like honestly the whole thing i feel like this batman movie what it does is it um it shows you like gotham city and the world of gotham city like what it's supposed to be i feel like this movie did a perfect job with that it's a very dark city a lot of criminal um, you know masterminds like a very criminal underworld arkham the arkham asylum i feel like the, they showed it briefly but like the way that looks even was just like you know very dark and dreary um very good look to it as well um but one of the, the, the characters actually um uh james gordon actually um mm-hmm. uh and, and i feel like he i feel like he did a really good like job jeffrey wright jeffrey, jeffrey wright, wright. James, james gordon yeah um i feel like he did a great job um in yeah. his role as well i feel like Excellent. that's and that's another thing too i mean the whole thing the whole criminal underworld of gotham city and how like everything is corrupt the police department is corrupt and it's like how you know in real life a lot of corrupt police departments around this world um and you know i feel like james gordon is the one character the one police officer in that department who isn't swallowed up by the underworld and isn't corrupted and batman aligns himself with him and they're always doing detective work it seems together they're like checking out crime scenes together and solving riddles together he even says you're the only person i trust here rightfully so you know and like i never really understood the significance of james gordon as a character until i saw i didn't finish the show in full but the first couple seasons i watched of gotham and uh um you know i feel like that that show um really shows you exactly like you know what james gordon as a character like how he starts out just as a detective and works his way up to being the police commissioner and how like he deals with the corruptness of the underworld and the police department as a whole and um you know he's got he's got morals and values and he's a good character i feel like jeffrey wright played it very well too so uh yeah i actually think it's funny you say i think obviously overall gotham is in a great series overall but there are some you know interesting parts some performances and some of the storylines that were okay uh you know i'm not going to sit here and and die on that hill at all saying it's a great series but there definitely were some parts that i think um you can seek out on youtube and things that you should check out but um vise let me get your take on your favorite uh you know, supporting character role and then i have one other kind of character related thing before we get into the plot and then we'll kind of move into our ideas about like sequels and our overall rankings i mean i i already uh talked about it but yeah. um i i thought paul dano's uh riddler was excellent um i i i just i i love this you know really calculating internet weirdo like that's that's who the riddler would be that's also um in in the comic he he suffers um they they've described him as a uh compulsive to the point where, where he like wants more attention more and more attention he's like addicted to attention and um that's the kind of person he'd be um in in that world and um i i liked his creepy um like you know cellophane hat uh like and gimp mask combo um it was a little I, weird for me at first but then i kind of I kind of understood it more as it went on about like, oh, we're, we're weirded about by this <laughs> yeah but like I'll, I'll, i i think part of it was that he wanted you know other people to be able to you know wear that 
um, you know, and, and, and join in with him. Um, I also like the fact that he just wants Batman's attention so badly. He thinks that Batman's going to be on his side. Um, <laughs> that, that is like so bananas that you think Batman would be on your side. Um, <laughs> that, it's a perfect analogy of the two of, of two sides of the same coin, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And um, I, I also like that he they they allude to they they kind of fake you out and making you believe that he knows he's figured out the greatest riddle of all which is the identity but then they take it away right they take it they he's he doesn't know uh he wants batman he wants batman to help him take down bruce wayne and 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 batman's like what (laughs) What? oh okay (laughs) like (laughs) um uh, and um but i i i think also, and in, in just saying this, even though that's my favorite, in a movie where you have this many good performances and that it's hard to choose, you have to really hand it to the movie as a whole, uh, where we're all talking about these performances and we don't have arguments against each other. We yep. just, you Great know, it's just, <laughs> nobody's so saying, no, I didn't like what he did. Like, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I love that you're right that it's, but it is there is a, and we're gonna get to this part, and then we're going out into the plot. But I do have, no, we can address it now. Might as well, we might as well just bring this. Actually, before we address that, before we address it, I do have one more thing as a, as a part as a, a supporting character, and this isn't technically a supporting character, but I want to get your guys' opinion on this now. Me seeing it a few times, I love how Gotham was portrayed. Oh, I, yeah. I really oh, do. I, I Gotham God. felt Excellent. like. Gotham felt like a character. Gotham had ramifications. Gotham, you know, the, the actions actually had literal physical and, and spiritual ramifications. Rarely certain yeah. seen during the day. And if you do, it's like in obscured light in, in like when they're um, when it's underwater, you know, like yeah. so. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it but like I just dangerous. It's like, Gotham I, felt dangerous. It felt like yeah. kids in third grade learn how to mug people. No, you're yeah. right. And it's my I was going to go back to the first shot they have when he's driving and the, the kind of it's almost like the Times Square scene where it, it's the neon lighting, but cast with a, at an angle looking down to elongate the buildings and just see it just right there. I just look, I was like, damn, this guy understood Gotham. It's to me again, besides yeah. the animated series on screen. The first time since Burton that I felt that. Yeah, Gotham I was going to say Bur- Burton's Gotham is excellent, but you could tell it's a stage because it was right. Um, and that's what they yeah. had back then. But it, it was excellent in 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 portraying what you were doing for the time, uh, what, what you're saying for the time. But yeah. um, this was an again, uh, like you said, amazing gotham it really they really brought the city to life better in this movie than they have in any other movie past and they also they also made it unique i mean uh, it's it's kind of like a cross between uh like new york but like it had the the uh dissolution of uh like pittsburgh somehow mixed into it um and 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 detroit right (laughs) <laughs> like 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 towns a little jersey seen, city in there east coast references Look, looks like looks like nyc smells like newark yeah i can see what oh. <laughs> yeah it, it like has it has the population density of of manhattan but but also doesn't have the industry to back it up kind of thing you know it it, it like it, it that's why the gangs are running rampant. It's because people need jobs and uh, the, the criminal element are the only, only people to supply it. Um, Milwaukee. Yeah. 
it, it, it is exactly it is milwaukee um so um i haven't so before we reviewed this i haven't listened to any other uh podcast besides a a little bit of a patreon discussion paul and i were on earlier but uh, I have, you know, couldn't avoid seeing some reactions on social media and also some of the reactions of people when I was leaving my theater. And I, I kind of want to talk to you guys about it. It seems like a lot of the criticism revolves around the third act. Uh, like you guys kind of saying, maybe part of it has to do with the length. But I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, think that it has to have some kind of physical altercation or some big showdown at the end. And for whatever reason, for a lot of people, the flooding of Gotham city and Batman choosing to save people, as opposed to being worried about his anger. And uh, to me, it was a great ending and stuff, but it's very Batman. It's very Batman to abandon the bad guy to, to go save people. So it's very Batman. Paul, the ending, the third (laughs) act, how did you feel? Do you think that it, there was, it was mishandled in any way? How do you feel about those criticisms? Because I know that you have, you know, appeared on multiple podcasts and stuff that are going to release this week. And uh, maybe you could kind (laughs) of give some insight on some, maybe some of the criticisms you were hearing, or maybe they may be your own criticisms. Well, I mean, just, like a lot of us are wrestling fans the third act had a lot of false finishes i'm like all right it's over i'm getting my coat oh shit i gotta sit back down like whoops uh no um i i i enjoyed it like i feel like it went our appetite enough to lead up to a really cool ending scene um like i think the fight so funny i was thinking back to this amazing 95 movie called sudden death where they're fighting on top of the scoreboard with batman i'm like oh shit where's jean-claude van damme in this like <laughs> bring him in bringing fire marshal jean-claude no i i really enjoyed it i think i think it served its purpose where the beginning of the movie started off with him as a symbol of fear walking like oh my god him walking out of the shadows at the beginning was amazing but then him literally lighting a flare to get rid of the shadows and to lead people out i am the light (laughs) yeah like he went from being the shadows to the light he was a full-blown like he went from being fear to hope um yeah which was fantastic that is a cool part about it yeah my biggest complaint about the end of this movie was i don't need the joker I don't need to be yeah, nice. Joker. Good segue. That was the next thing. So Me good segue. Either. Let's go into it. Keep going, Paul. I, fucking, I uh, fucking hated that part. I'm like, this is stupid. A lot of people hate that yeah, one. Me too. I, I, agree. I would have rather of seen like the inside of a hospital being flooded with a bald German dude trying to save his blonde haired wife. Oh, yeah, like, Victor. Close up on his name tag that says freeze. And that guy being played by Christoph Waltz, but hey, that's just me. Oh, okay. oh man! Okay. Or, or, okay. or even even a Doctor Crane, uh, like you know, seeing Paul Dano, you know, like you know, like well, uh, yeah. But like, I mean, you know, we got a we got a realistic version of the Scarecrow with Nolan. We've gotten a really cool. Yeah, he two, was a good version of him. We've gotten two really yeah, cool realistic versions of the Joker with Joaquin and Heath. Yeah. Like, give us like a like give us a grounded mr freeze like give us him in in this universe i think it can be done 
like it's almost like how Star Wars has a Luke Skywalker problem right now. It's like is Batman getting, <laughs> is Batman getting a Joker problem? Do we always need to see yeah. this motherfucker pop up? Uh, it's it's a it's a money thing, uh, unfortunately. No, I, like, yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. But he's got five hundred and fifty million rogues. Like I know he's his number one adversary. There's Calendar Man. Uh, come on. Yeah, no, give us Kite Man. <laughs> Where's Clayface? Where's even realistic like a, Clayface? Clayface would be cool. What even like a Clayface? like a what about even like a a, a, a Hugo Strange would be cool. Oh, Hugo, Hugo Strange would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, Hugo I mean, would be awesome. I would have loved Birds of Prey, but we got that storyline. Yeah. In this movie, we got the elite. Like we got Thomas Wayne and the Arkham's. Like we pretty much got a Birds of Prey storyline. Yeah without the birds of prey so i don't want to see them in the next movie but like i really I, I would love the idea but i mean with the idea with this only being a batman of two years can they not do a court of owls storyline yeah Bat- court of owls storyline would be great actually um but we kind of got that yeah i guess but like maybe like if in a third film you kind of find out that they are like completely well all right. i don't know i don't know i, I just thought it'd be cool in a live i just want to see it in live action i think it'd be really cool i totally get that i know this is being saved but my my dream is this is a four movie series and yeah we get multiple villains in each movie and at the end they keep getting locked up in the fourth movie he's stuck on arkham asylum for a night yes that's what mm. i want to see yeah yeah the grant morrison the grant morrison or the video game yeah oh yeah yeah i really feel like just give me the video game adaptation of batman for one night stuck with everybody he's put away while dealing with knowing like oh shit my mom had mental illness is this why i'm dressing up as a bat that that was maybe cool you bring that up um that was an interesting thing they did with the waynes um the waynes are always seen as like you know like paramount they're always seen as like like the yeah perfect uh, people to aspire to um they did like the white white knights uh, as they as they're called but um you know you have him like uh thomas wayne falter uh you know in in his history you mm-hmm. know here and uh you have his his mom who uh, they they never have done a, a a mental illness story with with martha as far as i understand so no, um that i know of. it was awesome yeah i, yeah, I, I thought that was yeah, really was cool and it, that also uh leads us into like uh, I, I've talked about this like multiple times in, in, in the recent times, but like, I, I don't know if anybody like Rose galleries generally tend to have like a, um, a theme to them. Like Spider-Man's villains are, are typically science-based uh, like mm-hmm. and, and animal-based. Animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> science-based, <laughs> like science gone amok uh, a lot of times. Right. But but Batman's villains are just people <laughs> with really bad mental problems. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They suffer like yeah. A trauma, and they just want to see everyone else burn to the ground with them. You know, and yes. I I do like you said too. Like they addressed directly in this film, and I I like that they addressed it in the first film of the series. It's like 
By the way, man, um, you 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 inspired a lot of these wackos. Just so you know, a lot of them may have just been normal gangbangers, but since you're dr- walking around like a goddamn bat, now there's gonna be some some weirdos deciding to go fiend, go fiend yeah. style on and, you. And and that that <laughs> yeah. that answers the question: Why are there so many weirdos in Gotham? Right? Like Does like he invite uh, them or. It, it, the, he, yeah. he's the reason for them Chicken the, 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 the genesis of of, of, of their well, at uh, least existence. that he has a part to play in it it's not completely his fault but I just do like that they do acknowledge when you obviously when you see the thug towards the end You're and he says I'm that. vengeance and he's like Oh, son of a bitch. It's oh, like, no, like, what have I done? It's like you know, God fucking damn it. What? what I would love, what I would love to kind of go the Sopranos route is I mean, especially people that watch animated series, I would like a reintroduction of Leslie Tompkins as oh, yeah, a therapist sure. who mm-hmm. knows yeah. Bruce Wayne is Batman and Bruce Wayne Batman is seeing a therapist That'd wow. be cool. fighting these villains. Wow. Mix That'd with Nicole awesome. Kidman and uh, make it a love interest too. <laughs> wait, so wait, so wait, guys, so we could get Nicole so Kidman. Are we going like Hannibal the... now? Well, no, no, well, no, cause... no. That happened in Batman Forever. The only psychiatrist he's ever seen in a in a live action um, Batman film is. Oh, I don't want her. Oh, see, I don't know, want Doctor Chase up, Meridian. I, am, but I went right to Hannibal. <laughs> I don't want Chase Meridian. I want Leslie Tompkins, an older lady that knows the family that's able to like see Bruce as Bruce and Batman as Batman and help him work through some shit. I think that's so cool. That's viable. I think that's so cool, dude. And like the, but the idea just, you know, if you play the Nicole Kidman card there, but then we could have Nicole Kidman as the therapist and then Nicole Kidman in the pre movie shows reminding us, how great the cinema is and how magical oh. it is. <laughs> but uh, with, with her not actually interacting with any human soul, uh, other human soul in that. In well, that because commercial. she rent, rent, dude, I mean, she rented it out privately. Okay. I, I know. No. I'm just saying like, how fake it's. It's just I'm like, sorry. oh, you've never been to a real movie theater by yourself. Get out of here. Lady. If Meryl Streep isn't cast as Leslie Tompkins, I'm out. Yeah, that's pretty great. Ooh. It's a good. Or that, no, that's a great thing, Paul. I never that literally didn't occur to me at all. But that it would it would fit in this universe. And like you said, you make the, the Sopranos re- like comparison. I think that would be right up the alley of something that Reeves would try to tackle. And I, I think he would do great at it. So uh, we kind of have talked about this in the discussion of the plot and the ending here. We do know that they have right now three spinoff shows set to be oh boy. in this universe <laughs> three three um, oh boy one is going wow, to be uh, centered around uh the penguin there's going to be one that now has been confirmed to have some kind of uh, relationship with arkham asylum and the third one going to be around the gotham police department and namely the corruption in the gotham okay. police park oh I, world I building gotham too. central tv show is is, a, is, a, is interest give me yeah yeah and I think that one was the second one confirmed there, Paul, uh, right after the the Penguin one, which is, you know, right. That's the first one that I think we will see. But the GCPD one, I think, is going to be awesome. And I did hear this on it. I saw this on social media or something. I, I, for, I forgive me because I don't know who this was. I don't even think it was someone like a verified person. But I someone put the idea out if the Arkham series was an anthology series where each episode was centered on an inmate in Arkham. Love I think it. that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they they're gonna spend their uh, their their money. Uh, they're gonna spend all of their their characters that could be in the movies. That's that's the only thing. 
Well, um, that's the thing that scares me about the Penguin show. Like, is it going to be a prequel to the Penguin? I think or so. Or is it going to take place right after the movie and we're just going to see all of No Man's Land uh, take place in the TV show? And then the movie's like, oh, we've already solved the No Man's Land thing. Here's Here we go. Here's the Joker. <laughs> you know, like, like you get the Joker in the in the finale of the sh- of the season, and then that leads into the next movie. I, I I wouldn't want that either, Paul. I think you want to be able to see. I I want it to be a more grounded, more things where we care about maybe a few more supporting characters, maybe introduce a few ground level characters that could be in the in the subsequent films, but don't waste like you said a huge comic arc that you think would be better served on the big screen uh is there yeah. anything that you really want besides the free storyline or is the free storyline really the one that you would want to see in the sequel yes i do like i do and i know like it might be far-fetched because we kind of got some backstory with thomas wayne but there's a what there's a like kind of a elseworlds what if called white knight yeah we find out that thomas wayne actually was working with victor freeze Mm -hmm. in like the 40s and 50s because he was brought over uh with operation paperclip uh where he was a operation clippy i think you mean operation (laughs) clippy starring robert pattinson um (laughs) no but like i will comes full circle folks it's the the clippy you know but we found thomas wayne (laughs) Thomas Wayne funded all of Victor Freeze's research because he saw the good in it, but it was a black mark on Thomas Wayne because he hired someone who actually worked for the Nazis just because he was German and a smart scientist. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would kind of love to see the lore of like uncovering more kind of bad, quote unquote, bad stuff about the Wayne family, but knowing that it was all for the good so i would love to i i just would love to see i mean dream dream is Clayface, but i don't think they can pull mm-hmm. it off yeah uh, if you it's... don't bring ron perlman in to reprise his animated series role <laughs> oh done. my god oh. yeah um yeah the, <laughs> i think you're right there um but yeah i i think uh victor freeze would be pretty cool um but uh, maybe even some of his like lesser known uh villains like uh zaz uh, i mean like zaz, zaz is like Ooh, a, zaz a, a cool, cool. Is, a, is a cool villain because he just sucks uh i mean he just kills everybody so <laughs> i mean um just a know. dick yeah uh firefly i mean that would be pretty neat right um, well they're they're well, doing firefly in Batgirl. Bat- yeah in Batgirl, exactly oh yeah. are they okay that's brendan frazier oh I, I didn't know that i didn't know there was a Batgirl oh, uh thing going on right now so. he looks great in the in the fucking uh costume oh right it's fantastic there's like a yeah. set couple set photos now out yeah um, who's the lightning guy that I always forget? Is it like Zeus? Um, like something I, he he barely ever shows up, but he was in Ar- Arkham Asylum. Um, the the comic. Um, yeah, Are like you he, talking about Thor. That's no, no, yes. no. There's a there's a lightning based video. Uh, there's a light, lightning based <laughs> Batman villain named like Horatio Zeus or something like. No, that. No, there is Zeus. He was in the yeah. animated series. Yeah, he was. yeah. Or, or uh, condiment I think king uh, reeves is definitely going to do man bat <laughs> don't toy with me billy 
Don't and that would be neat. Yeah, and that would be fucking awesome. Killer Dr. Croc. Now that the, the now that the whole city's flooded, there could be a big croc swimming in. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I there's there's a lot of different things you could do. Um, um, I I do like the 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 same Joker plot of uh like discrediting Batman by by the Joker, you know, acting like he's sane. Uh, I think that oh, that if he becomes that, sane, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so uh, I I hope they they take that um um that angle for the next one because they've done the Joker in all, all kinds of different uh, scenarios, but they they haven't done the the Joker going sane to discredit Batman um and and how like Batman just kind of beats people up until they stop. Uh. Well, I mean, why don't we bring back one of the best on-screen villains of all time? Let's get Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Oh yeah. Bring him fucking back. Let's do it. Let's do it. himself. Yeah, right. Let's do it. All right, guys, I want to I know again this is going to be tentative and stuff, but I really just want to know where this the batman let's we're gonna make, keep emphasizing the batman where it ranks amongst your batman films so mask of the phantasm is completely fair game for this um, are, are we counting what? the joker come on are we counting the joker because bruce wayne is in the joker <laughs> um no no no, no there's no batman no, it's a batman movie no there is no, no batman no, no, like, no. like we said like if listen if batman doesn't give a fuck about bruce wayne we don't care about bruce oh, we don't, okay we don't, we, how about you know. batman v superman and uh justice league are we counting those can I count yeah. as my last favorite? Yeah, sure. I don't you care. If you, if you want to go down that that rabbit hole, we can yeah, totally, bro. You want to like choose violence, we can do it. Yeah, <laughs> can I say, yeah. can I say one thing? Some people? Yes, you can. Can I say one thing before we get into this? Yeah. Bat, like The one thing that really brought this movie down for me was just the utter lack of attention to Batman's most important relationship in his life the person that keeps him grounded as to why he does what he does. And that's fucking Alfred. Alfred mm. was hardly fucking in this. Alfred almost gets blown up. And when he wakes up next to Bruce Wayne, he's pretty much like, fuck you, man. Like you liar. Like I wish you would have died. I, I did like that. They, that they had him helping him out with, with the, the clue solving. Well, um, which, but, yeah. Like, Get a raging yeah. clue. <laughs> the raging clue. Like, he can solve these things by doing like a Sudoku, but he can't open up an envelope. And yeah, see that you it know says what? Like I, flame proof, and he yeah, still goes yeah, that's through a little, with it. Yeah, that's a little. Um, <laughs> that was that was a little crazy. That that part, I I agree with you, Paul. But um, I still I still go back to like what I said earlier about like Bruce is just not in the headspace. So like we're yeah, not going to see his that. relationship with that. Alfred. Alfred, like we're just not going to see it because. He didn't like I and I fully believe this version of Batman just didn't even appreciate Alfred until he got blown up. Like he was just like, fuck you, man. You're not my dad. Like, like it basically was like, you know, a teen drama without like having the teen drama part. You know what I mean? Because then he's like, oh shit. Yeah. And then they hold hands at the end. (laughs) Like, so I think like in subsequent Yeah. You ain't my dad. (laughs) Right. No, my dad. Well, and what's interesting too is the British. 
<laughs> well, apparently too, there's like a there is a, a prequel novel that they released now, what? and it's, it's got like a lot of relevant backstory to this world. Which I hate when people do that. That's like a Blizzard move with like a Warcraft game where like they don't do any storytelling in the game, so like vital just... vital uh, yeah. pre-story. Like they did that in Halo too. Yeah, vital story in in a novel that nobody, barely anybody read. Uh, yeah, it's just exactly and you wouldn't know it makes it 800 times better but um it's just like metal gear solid oh God, re- yeah. re- revealing one of the most important details of the meta narrative in like buried in a fucking text file that 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 revolver ocelot is the child of the boss and and, and uh yeah very relevant and, and the and the fear or what whatever um like that is a huge detail that that brings the whole narrative together, and they buried it in a fucking text, stupid text thing. It's stupid. I love it. I love how that. I like how triggering of a perfect thing that was for there. I stand corrected by Jess. You're right. Like we made the point that he's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. That yeah. I take away that yeah. criticism. I think, well, yeah, I just think that, like, we'll see, if we don't see it in the next movie, then I think you have a valid point, Paul, but... um, Then it's it's, back. Yeah, then it's back. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get that. I'm gonna have to go back and, like, record that as a... Well, I will timestamp this for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Waleed, I want to know for you now... um, where does it stand? How does this film right now at least stand for you and your Batman rankings? Um, as far as my Batman rankings, I definitely put it top three all time, um, right up there with, uh, you know, the original Batman, Michael Keaton. Um, right, that would that one would probably be like one, and then no Adam West um, love around here, man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and honestly, uh, Dark Knight would probably be like second, and then this one would probably be like a very close third. Um, it's um between those three movies i'd probably you know put it in that order specifically for me okay uh jess putting you on the spot um yeah actually i kind of agree with Waleed. um i do want to see this another time though because like it it is like right up next to dark knight for me um there's a lot of like similarities and parallels to that to both of those movies that they are like they seem very similar to me and just all the stuff that happens and even like some of like the um like the reasons why they're doing what they're doing like there's just like all like yeah they're just very close but um yeah keen like keen keen's batman is just always going to be number one like it i don't know what would what it would take to get that one out of the top but that one that one is just like my nostalgia and my favorite and i'm not gonna add animated batmans in here because i just i don't think that's fair so it isn't uh, <laughs> it it's isn't not fair, fair at all. <laughs> yeah I'm, i haven't watched much life isn't fair time. guys it, it's know, not I fair seen because like, it wins it'll win yeah. like i was just gonna <laughs> say time. like if you're like okay we're gonna put like animated batman series in this it's like well that's gonna win but like yeah so no i don't i don't okay. make animation with live action yeah. rankings I, mean, just, I just don't yeah. do it um but uh yeah so i think it like right now it's still under the dark knight but it is like it's really close and i think the yeah. reason for it is Pattinson's performance yeah so. for sure but they're like totally different both of them the dark knight 
um you know the the direction they went with the story and the cinematics was totally different than this one you know like in, at one point watching the dark knight there was one point in the movie where you know harvey dent you know ended up putting like half the criminals in the city away and christian bale was ready to hang up the suit and not dress it not you know basically relinquish the duties of becoming batman forever until the joker basically wait, wait, he was going to be in batman forever yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not saying that they're the same yeah. movie. I'm just saying there are parallels. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, to each movie, yeah, so it's like they're not I, the same. I agree. Thing, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it's it's just so hard to compare the two because they are so different. They're very close second yeah, I, third. Very like it's scene. like this you know yeah. it's like what you think of one scene and you're like oh that one's yeah. better and then you think of another scene and you're like oh that one's better so it's mm-hmm. i have to see yeah, you know yeah. i have to see that one again and then watch like the dark knight again very just, fair you know so yeah it's fresh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I do but it is top three thing, it's top yeah. three for sure i agree 100%. Paul, let's um let's hear it you know what i mean obviously you you i we know kind of maybe probably where this is going to land as far as all time, but then also as far as your live action, where do you stand after we hear why your favorite is your favorite? But where does this rank amongst your rankings? I mean, obviously you can you can say you can't put the animated series in, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm putting the cinematic release of an animated. Oh, stop, hey! stop it, Paul! Stop it, Mask Paul. of the Phantasm it's, will it's always totally be number different. one. I don't give a fuck. The so Batman you can't even count it. Number five. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. The ba- no, you can't. I'm never going to agree with you on that. No, I'm, it's totally oh, different performances, Paul. Come on. I have to go see Mask of Phantasm <laughs> again now. It's been like 20 years. It's excellent. <laughs> it's excellent. It's on HBO Max, right? Batman yeah. story. I have HBO Max. I got to see it. You don't need to watch the animated series to watch this movie. Nope. No, and, and it is a Batman year two kind of story too. So um, lots it's of gangster year stuff. One and year two, he literally is just yeah. wearing like an OJ mask at the beginning. Yeah, no, it is. It is year one. Year two. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, so okay, fine. Live action. It's number four. Stop. Batman, number four. Batman eighty nine will always be number one. Okay. Got always you. be number. One. Batman Returns is always number two. That's not even a Batman movie. That's a Penguin movie. <laughs> Batman's gonna go fuck He's yourself. barely, he's barely in movie. it. He's barely in Batman Returns. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you'll get your turn. Yeah, go to hell, man. Behind <laughs> <laughs> you, you son of a bitch. Uh, no. Dark Knight is number three, and then I mean, live action, the Batman's number four. I did. Oof. I love seeing Zero Life come to come to live action. Uh, I mean, Zero Year come to live action. Uh, but yeah, like the Keat movies will always have a place in my heart. The Dark Knight was just... The Dark Knight is more of a crime drama than it is a fucking superhero movie. Like, uh, <laughs> It's very fair. I mean, yeah. to take Batman out of that whole movie... Yeah, and it still makes sense. So fuck you with your Batman Returns bullshit, Andrew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just I mean Christopher Walken just doing Christopher Walken in Batman Returns is enough for me. Uh, I'm not saying I didn't like that movie. I'm just saying it's barely a Batman movie. <laughs> that's great. I didn't fucking ask you. No. <laughs> no. But number one will always be Mask of the Phantasm. I don't give a fuck. Dropping the mic, leaving. 
All right, Vice, uh, where do you stand on where this stands? At least after your first viewing, where does this stand in your rankings? Um, it's it's probably number two for me, and and I say and I say that like as a close number two. I, I really like um, uh, Dark Knight. I, I think Dark Knight is 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 a just um, one of the best superhero movies of all time. It's up there with uh, actually the most recent Spider-Man movie is one of my favorite superhero films of all time. I, I I don't think I need to see it a second time to, uh, to appreciate that, how good that, that movie ended up being. Yeah. I, I, I could watch that one, one time and just be like, no, that was it. Um, But um. Uh, I I have to say the the thing that's holding this movie back is I I think it could have um, used a trimmed uh, f- final act and and they could have even left on a cliffhanger with with Riddler winning uh, just like have have him with his plot go off and then him like rushing to go help uh, and that could okay. have been the ending right. Um, uh, and you know, for, forget about the the Riddler uh, pretenders, you know that kind of thing. But uh, I do, I do like you know certain elements of it. I I, I like, I like the, the flair, like you said. I I, th- I thought that was excellent. Uh, I like that he jams himself full of uh, epinephrine or whatever the hell that was uh, in order steroids to, or have you seen heroin. the theories? Have you seen the theories on that? Or, that or maybe it's be. venom. Yeah, venom. Venom. Uh, maybe maybe it's venom. Uh, I mean, it was the color of venom, so I mean, I'm sure they did that on purpose, right? Um, it was it was glow stick green, um, but uh, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. uh, in in the OG um, OG uh, venom stories, you know, before Bane was even a thing, uh, Batman was dealing with addiction to venom, so uh, that makes perfect sense. So this is uh, the, demon in a bottle, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I I, I do love all that stuff, but um, it, it's kind of like Casino Royale to me. Like, I, I think that the last act of Casino Royale doesn't need to be there. Um, uh, with I, I can, I, they should have just had her getting away and him in that wheelchair, and that, that was it. Um, like he got fleeced and 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 lost. He didn't need no. to. He didn't. He didn't need to go to Venice and sink that nice house. <laughs> they didn't need Venice. It, it, it was perfect. without venice um even though you know it it was a a cool scene but i i I don't think it adds anything other than um you know maybe saying oh you know maybe she wasn't such a bad person after all she was you know blackmailed or whatever but um yeah i just have to it it has a little bit of fat but i love it i think it's great i mean uh and it it could even be elevated later on depending on uh where it where it ends up in history this um so i'll give mine as kind of the close out here so uh, i do have i've had the luxury obviously of being able to go twice um i i i am gonna ask of the phantasm for me (laughs) is up there it's not my number one it is actually my number three it's my number three and it's not even an anti it's more so I, i i I love the Batman animated series. I love Mask of Phantasm. I think, again, it's just probably um, maybe even like an amount of times viewing where it just even brings a low. There's nothing about that movie that I, I have a criticism really there about. Um, but for me, it's always been Dark Knight. It always, you know, it's a lot of people my age's default. It, it was really a formative and, and, and <laughs> it's performance really formative. But I, I'm going to tell you guys, um, 
I like this one better. Oh, I like it better. Nice. I like. I think it's a fine choice. I like it. I like it better. I. It's just. It. There is something about just going in, and it's just something about how it just sucks you right into that world, and it it takes two three minutes for you to get it, for you to feel it, for you to know the tones and know what this fucking film is. And again, I. It is a quintessential Batman story. The detective stuff. The the intelligence of Bruce Wayne being portrayed through him being able to quickly solve riddles and his presence. And it's different than like what you get from say an an Iron Man, Tony Stark, a different way to portray your intelligence and the, the, the chase scenes and the, the character performances, like you guys, we were saying, and uh, the, we, there is not a single bad performance. The biggest criticisms a lot of us have is that we want more, maybe of a certain character where we want to see that character a few more years down the line, which we will get in it. But it's just so, it just made me feel so goddamn hyped and so good both times. And I, this is a movie that it's going to, I already know it's, it's going to be a comfort movie for me where I just, have it playing and showing in the background the score with with Michael Giacchino and and the the cinematography you have Greg Frazier I mean this guy did Dune he did Rogue One he did Zero Dark Thirty you know this it's just they just and Matt Reeves you can tell he loved it he loves the character he gets the character he knows it's a different take he's a great director too I mean he he just has a spectacular he's going all in with the world he's with with the stuff with the the series and all but that that, that's regardless of you know my feelings on this film i loved it It, it's it's my favorite and it's crazy to me and i didn't think that would be going in and um it's it's split it is it is split it's a you know andrew you make a a swimming reference it's by a reach you know what i mean it was by (laughs) the turn you know like at the end there but to me like like you said um jess i think it was you you were like you think about one scene and you're like oh this one's better then you think of another scene this one's better and that's what i found myself doing on the second viewing yeah, I mean, just, luckily we have a lot of bat, good Batman. Movies. No, this I mean, is a good that, problem that, to have, but it's, yeah. to me, it's yeah. just. I mean, I'm not throwing stuck. shade at Keaton Batman because I watched that movie every day, like when, in my childhood. It. So. It's stuck, it man. And then again, to, to me now, this I have, I have this, and I have the animated series now, and it just makes me feel so fucking good and i have i i listen to, i am i'm really hoping that the joker won't be in the sequel i'm hoping maybe they even save him for later in like a third movie <laughs> yeah, or things like I that, mean, that but that's another that's, scene where i could have done without because i exactly cut it off 30 seconds before and that's a it's a perfect movie almost you know what you know what deleted scene i want is Which i one? want batman waiting in full costume waiting in line to get to the club to knock on the door because bruce wayne was able just to walk right up but like i want to see batman just standing (laughs) (laughs) doesn't have his id on him because he doesn't have pockets doesn't have his phone on him to for his vaccination record so yes his mask doesn't count for for the for covid protocols but um, i have the cape and the cowl that's all i need damn it damn it (laughs) Like, what if I wear the cape like this? So, guys, um, this has been a, this has been such an awesome conversation. I know in further episodes and things we're going to talk more and more, and I want to hear as you, I have you guys back and stuff how you feel. 
um, about the Batman as you've seen it more times um, before. Like I mentioned sort of at the top um, for anyone who's going to stick around, we are going to do a little bonus here after the credits or it's going to be our after credit scene of this episode is going Ooh. to be our Obvious review after dark, <laughs> whatever you, there you see, however you want to call it. Our post credit scene is going to be our review and early impressions about a week in on Elden Ring, the newest game and most popular game in the world right now uh, from software. So uh, before we go there, though, I want everyone to be able to let everyone knowing here know um, where to find you. So, um, Paul, Jesse, where can everyone find you guys? On Cinedudes. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, you can find us both you on Cinedudes. <laughs> but the flagship is Apple to Oranges. We're talking about Johnny Two. Johnny Toops. Johnny Toops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So all anywhere, Apple Podcast, Spotify, everything, right? Sure. <laughs> anywhere where you find us we're there we love it trying to work it out with the feed but yes <laughs> um yeah. vise where can everyone find you so uh i um i the overall brand of of my podcast is corrective consciousness uh we're on youtube soundcloud and uh itunes uh not quite on spotify yet but uh yeah um and we we do a weekly um like week in in review uh tuesday podcast uh called reactive consciousness where we react to um the past week's um pop culture events and then uh and it's mostly video game focused but we do talk about um movies anime and uh cartoons and anything else that that goes into the pop culture landscape that uh catches our eye even books uh sometimes and then uh, uh corrective consciousness is uh top uh the flagship podcast it is uh topic based uh we go through um you know anything that we pick uh as a topic that week uh you know uh we we did a um retrospective on the entire matrix series uh, you brought that up yep. at one point uh that um and we were exhaustive we we even went over like the um like uh, a lot of the fringe um official matrix uh stuff like uh, matrix online lore and uh and and stuff like that but um awesome. yeah we, we uh, we're we're doing currently right now uh some um our our favorite um and and, and ones that we want to go back to uh, animes and manga from from classic eras uh, that we want to touch back and look at and and um go over again so um that's what we're doing there yeah, no, it's a great. Both shows, guys, um, are amazing. I love Apples and Oranges. I've been on multiple, multiple times. We talk about a ton of our favorite series, which happened to be on Apple TV Plus. And Paul, I can't wait for For All Mankind to come back. Uh, we are definitely going to be doing something when we launch the YouTube here for the podcast. Going to be doing definitely, I'm doing weekly reviews of that. So we're definitely going to get on that. Uh, Waleed, besides here on the podcast, um, it's a little sh- a self plug here, but where else can we find you? Uh, I'm mainly just the reality guys. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so reality guys is our YouTube channel that uh, myself, Brian, Waleed, and uh, uh, Kevin our co-hosts of and we cover everything reality television from the bachelor survivor amazing race love is blind you name of love 
listen to anything. We are going to do back of retro things. So we do <laughs> first impressions of different shows. So anything reality TV, it's covered with a lot of uh, comedy. And we we do. We love it. We enjoy it. Um, so check us out there as well. I want to thank everybody. This isn't the first episode we've recorded, but this will be the first actual official episode to launch on the feed. So um, I really just want to thank everybody here. This has been an awesome conversation. Mm. You guys are also knowledgeable. And a lot of you and all of you here obviously are very close friends and very important to me. So it means a lot to me that you Don't are here for <laughs> the first episode to come on the feed. Um, that is a wholesome ending. Stay tuned, guys, again for the post credit scene if you want to get our review of Elden Ring. But for now, for myself, Wally, Vise, Paul, Jess, peace. So welcome to our first podcast post credit scene. So we're going to kind of have this evolve as we go here throughout the podcast. But we figured if there's something really big and relevant going on, while there is a kind of bigger and more relevant thing, and obviously nothing being more bigger or more relevant right now than the Batman. So obviously that was going to be where we kind of sit here and where we kind of let off with with the podcast. But there's been another big cultural phenomenon that is really sweeping at least our realm, and that being really the gamer's realm. Um, it's Elden Ring. Elden Ring is by far the most talked about game in the world right now. Uh, from software's newest entry, it is currently available now for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, uh, I guess Series X, S as well. Um, this was uh, my second from software game, guys. I played a few hours of Bloodborne, wasn't very good at it. I did enjoy it. Um, that's kind of a theme I will get to is not as far as not enjoying, but me not being super great at the game yet. Um, but overall, the kind of general theme of this game is that you are a, a revived, and I'm not even gonna try to give them in the titles and all the different, you know, titles of the different races and things going on here but basically the idea is that you come back to life and you're looking to try to get the shards of this thing called the elden ring and you're in this wide fantasy world that is mainly defined by one how amazingly beautiful and open and just vast the world is and two how punishing and realistic in a way the combat is <laughs> and this to me I love this game. I totally recommend it to everyone with a very strong caveat that you're going to have to put some time into this game to get good. And there is going to be a lot of moments. There are a lot of moments that try you. And I'm not even talking about like the bosses that we'll get to and things like that and how that's affecting like my current playthrough. But there are just so many damn times that you fall off a cliff twice in a row by accident trying to make a stupid jump or because in this game your your runes which is your currency and your way to upgrade and buy weaponry if you die you lose all of your money and you have to go back to the spot where you died to pick it back up but if you die before you get back to the soul you lose all that money and i 
if there was, I wish there was a tally they kept <laughs> to tell you how much you've lost throughout the game and how much you've like burned because I, in one morning, I know I was like, I just burned 5,000, 4,000 up. Oh, there's another 2,000. I'm like, oh, you know, that would have got me like four skill points at the time. Like, that's great because I'm dope and I just can't like just keep using my, my, <laughs> my points. But I, I haven't seen an open world that I've enjoyed so much. And I'm still just in the opening area. I mean, the opening area could be its own game. It could be its own mm -hmm. acceptable entry as a game. And I haven't, and I'm just now at the first major boss that will advance me into a second area once i defeat him um but i definitely recommend it but i want to get jess to kind of take the floor here because she is by far and she can let us know but she is by far the most experienced from soft player that i'm friends with but uh just give us your just overall thoughts right now on elden ring um yeah so i i have played pretty much every game that they've put out in recent years from demon souls dark souls one two three bloodborne uh Sekiro. um i've played everything um oh shit i don't know if i just froze or not agree no you're okay you you're fine, yeah. oh okay sorry i i saw something go blank and i was like oh shit if um, I, I, I might yes. go blank sometimes just to check something so you don't have to see okay. me but it's all good okay cool um so yeah so i um I played a lot and like each game I've probably played like close to 200 hours in each game. Like I, I've, nice. I, I fell in love um, with from software uh, when I started with dark souls two. And um, yeah, so I've been pretty stoked on this game um, for a, I mean, a long, long time. Like it's been in development for a long time. And um, yeah, so I like, and it was weird. Cause when it, when it, started getting closer and closer I stopped watching stuff because I didn't I didn't really want to like be spoiled and not necessarily spoiled but I was also like worried yep. that I would like not like things so I was like don't don't look at it don't look at it um but having having it for what like a week like a little over a like, a, like yeah probably like 10 days what was it like a Friday it released so we're probably a day yeah. like nine or so right now yeah so, and I've played probably like about 60 hours already in, in this game. And like, I probably am in the second area. Like I opened up a third area by accident. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know how I, I don't know how I did that. Um, I mean, I do know how I did that, but I also can't, like, I can't tell you how I did, like, I where I, got I have so many of those moments, which is some of the best moments. I, like, I yeah. found this, did this thing. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, I don't know what I can't tell you where it is or what I did. Um, but yeah, so my initial impressions are just absolute love for this game. Like, I love it so much. It's so beautiful. It's so pretty. Um, they've taken, it seems like, and, you know, like, I'm still very, I mean, the, even the second area, like, I don't, who knows how many areas there are, but each big area, you're right, is like an entire game. Like, it's insane. Like, that the castle run to the first main boss is oh like God. four or five levels. Like, it's ridiculous. There's like five <laughs> checkpoints in the castle. Yes. The first castle. And again, so this is my thing. So I'm and Jess can kind of attest in, in stuff like this, not as far as to my skill level, but can kind of kind of expand to this. And then while I kind of want to get your your take, because I know you haven't played Elden Ring yet, but I kind of want you to kind of maybe ask some questions and help drive the conversation that way. But 
you know, the combat is the crux of the game and I, I'm still working and improving on that. And I need to learn a lot of things about build management. I think my guy's too heavy as far as my weight. He's kind of slow. I don't know if maybe I'm carrying yeah. too many things. I don't even, I just don't know some of those basic things because this is a game that does not tell you anything. It does not tell you how to set your load. Doesn't tell you how to upgrade necessarily kind of little things here and there, but it really does not, which is great. I mean, it, it fully goes and it's a, it's a design choice. It's not a laziness. It's not something they forgot to do. Um, no. But what I've really had fun with this game is the exploration exploration slash I've cheesed this game so many times already <laughs> in the first area, yeah. meaning that I've like, done so many cheap bullshit things like finding uh -huh. a spot where the dragon can't hit his flames and i just shoot a million arrows at him or right. i I, <laughs> yeah. I figure i got a, a an ash of war that does an aoe damage like with magic even though i don't have a magic i am a warrior build <laughs> but the guys get stuck in a doorway and i just chink them away chink them away uh -huh. chink them away and kill them and i have no business killing half the guys i'm killing like i did the first the the um what is the first guy to get into the castle? Oh, um, it's like Margit or something Margit, like that. Margit, Margit, yeah, yeah. Margit. Me and Margit, the first boss, killed each other at the same time, but it counted. <laughs> you know, like that's like how not great I am. But um, <laughs> how do you feel the combat like compares here? And like, what would be anybody you're kind of just like input to people like how to approach even trying to get good at combat? Uh, yeah, so a lot of this combat's like really similar to like Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. So it's very fast paced, very fast moving. There's a lot of combo chains. Um, and then there's also like the special like movements that you can't, like you can kind of interrupt, but you can't. Um, and if you're going to try that, then you really have to get practice, like practice at it because because of how fast it moves, like you have to time your attacks like perfectly but the thing i really like about this game is that there's so many options for you at your disposal probably too many for a new you know a new person to from soft like you are where you just you you don't know any of the stuff that like all of you know the rest of us know mm -hmm. so it is very difficult like the the, the weight there is a, like a stat for weight so you can see it i'll i'll let you know what that is um, but yeah, so if you, it even tells you like, depending on what you're carrying, like you're, you have a heavy load or a medium load and like medium loads, your fast roll. So that's, that's probably a lot of your problem. I, I does say I have roll. a heavy load, but like, how do I do, is it like, if I'm carrying multiple weapons on me, like, does that increase the load? Like, should I only yeah. be carrying? Okay. So like, I should really yeah. only have like one so pick, on me. And yeah. Pick your favorite weapon. Um, you could probably do like a range, like a bow and like a, yeah. a sword. Um, but if you don't switch between like sword and another sword, you know, during a fight, like then there's no, like, especially a boss fight, like just unload everything, you know, you can wear and then like your, um, your armor and everything that carries weight. So sometimes you can, you can cheat it by like, okay, I'm not going to wear gloves or like, I'm not going to wear boots. Um, Cause oh. like armor does does give you some it, armor gives you some some um advantages but um i think if you probably got rid of most of the weapons you're carrying you probably will go back to a medium, yeah, a medium see what get to, that's a thing, armor. So, okay yeah so, but like yeah 
I mean, the game never doesn't tell you any of that, which is like half the reason why I fell in love with the company because all the games are like that. It's not just this game, it's every single game and they don't hold your hand. So you're right. Like when you're trying to do something off of a cliff, you know, like you, like you'll fall and die and there's no safety net. You don't come right back up where you fell. <laughs> you have to go all the way back uh, to, to the checkpoint. Um, but but I was telling you that with the, you know, how you killed Margie and you died at the same time, like it is fair like that. Like a lot of times, especially in like their older games, like, um, you know, it's like, oh, if you can fall off the off of a ledge and die, like a lot of times a boss can too. It's just a figuring out how to get them to do that. Yeah. And a lot of players have like in certain games, and I'm sure this, this game's no exception. Like there's going to be cheats. There's going to be cheeses um you know the dragon one that's the biggest one um that mm. gives you like a ridiculous like seventy five thousand souls or something like that um but uh yeah it's so ridiculous it's like the most ridiculous thing it'll take you like 20 minutes to do it but who cares oh, it took like, a while whatever but... yeah i mean and like in my feeling it's like if it's the game if it's in the game it's not cheating you know what i mean oh, like just I whatever agree. so like if you get stuck on a boss like, especially in this game, like the other ones have different avenues, but it's definitely more linear. But like in this game, there's caves and caves. So it's like, all right, well, if you can't beat this boss, go to a cave, find like a mini and, you know, defeat a mini. There's, um, there's these other boss, I forget what they're called, but it's like Evergale or something where you put, you have a key and then you step on a stone and it transports you to like a boss fight. And like, they're like, I don't know what they are. Cause like, who knows? Like I have to read the, the weapon yeah, right. description of the guy that I killed, but like, it's like, and those guys are really hard. They move like super fast, but you get really cool items from them. So it's like, well, okay. Like you can, and those guys, I it was like, I found one. I was like, oh, this is way too hard. So then I went, I went away and I came back and then I beat them like no problem later. So it's just really cool. Cause you can just, you know, the only thing you can't do in this game, as far as I know yet, but it's been in every other game so you might or most of the other games so you might have there might be an item later is you can't respec so that's the only thing it's like oh if you put all your points into something then you're kind of stuck with that bill yeah. um for the most part like you can like it's part of the reason why cool. I, yeah and it's part of the reason why i started as like which was I mean, it was hard. It was hard starting as like the lowest level character but then everything was even so I was just 10 across the board. So I could kind of decide which areas I wanted to put, um, you know, my experience points into. Um, but it also was super hard because it took me like, it took me like three or four hours to find like a decent weapon. Like I had a long sword, but it wasn't, it wasn't cutting it. So I'm like, ah. and, but that's, but that is also the, my favorite part about these games is that ex, like you were saying the exploration. And so when you find that weapon that like you just click with, you're like, yes this is great and then like once you start learning the game like you'll be like okay where's the fat like you you'll just look up something on reddit and be like okay how's the fastest where's the fastest i can get a katana or something like that you know what i mean like once yeah. you find that weapon you're like all right let me look for the um and it's a it's wonderful but um i mean man this this game is so crazy like every time you think like you're at the edge of the map like you find another piece of map and it just expands again and you're like like what like how like it almost seems if infinite it's crazy that that is very true um, um wally so 
one let's what's your experience with from soft and then like do you have just like any kind of questions and put do you intend on playing the game kind of what's your your kind of overall thoughts um yeah i mean i do kind of you know want to try it out you know i mean every time i've tried like a from soft game which was like one time actually it was only bloodborne that's the only one that i ever tried that i ever played for like an hour hour and a half i tried it out and yeah definitely uh definitely not a forgiving experience you know and i'm like um they say you have to really like invest time in it and everything which is something that it's just so hard to find the time to play video games anymore these days especially since you're an adult um you know (laughs) adulting for the win you know just but uh, but not really because i really wish i could just live a life where i could just play games for hours and hours um but uh yeah elden ring does look like a fascinating experience from everything i could see i could tell just from the reviews the screenshots how beautiful the game looks um and then you see shots of people like just going to a boss and dying within a couple of hits and you're just like okay i don't know if they can't do it how am i gonna do that it's okay just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, i'm like god it, you know you have to have good reflexes and um you know certain things it's just like certain games you play in your life and you get so used to them you're like okay I'm, I'm really really good at this after i invest like hours and hours it's not like playing a first person shooter and getting good at it though nope. this one literally is like you know unforgiving to the max you die you have to start all over from like certain spots that are like oh man that's i'm back at the place that i was 45 minutes ago and it's like oh <laughs> yeah that, that is a hundred percent the case you mean you're going to kill 20 foot tall giants and then you're going to get killed by falcons with razor blades on their feet you know what i mean like you're going to get killed by a fucking blob or some stupid invader guy that is over op when you're trying to get into a cave (laughs) stupid things like that but then it's just i think it's just counteracted again at least for me because i i I think i'm as much of a test subject as you could be the exploration and like just said and finding things and running through areas you probably aren't even supposed to be in but collecting a ton of materials doing it and and i'm determined you know like i'm gonna beat this first boss whether i gotta do it on co-op or i figure out myself like it's one of those (laughs) things like it's the right for right now at least the reward is worth the pain so far and maybe i don't know if 20 30 hours from now i'm going to feel that way but for right now it has been worth it for me and it's more so now it's like i i've i've overexplored this first area so much i'm like i need to see what the next area is like i have no idea like i haven't looked into it i need to know and i love the idea that i'm just seeing it for the first time as i'm coming across it and that's my my biggest joy so far in the game yeah and that's kind of like and that's kind of like the thing with me i'm just like god do i really like because bloodborne (laughs) i was i didn't buy i didn't buy bloodborne it's i when i got a playstation 5 it was on the playstation plus collection it's on the past yeah it's on nice like one of the 20 free games i was like all right i'll download it and give it a shot because people rave about it like it's the greatest thing ever and so i played it i was just like you know I want to get back into it because I'm just like, God, I just want to experience that feeling of just like beat one boss. How's it going to feel to oh. beat like one boss? You know, so good. Like, <laughs> so good. there's nothing like that feeling. <laughs> like it's like when I experience that, am I going to sing a different tune? Like about like how I feel about it. So I don't know. Elden Ring. I mean, I expected the game to review well because it was like so hyped up for a lot of people. And now that the reviews are starting to come out and it's like the best reviewed game of all time, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god! Like, I that didn't is kind of crazy. Level. 
It is. It's like up yeah. there. I mean, it's like I think one point higher on Metacritic than like the Breath of the Wild, which is like wow. Yeah, like, I think they're like on the same level. Basically. And this is the that's my thing is I you know what what's a ten out of ten? You know what's a ten out of ten? When you get to a certain level of score, any of these guys, any of these things on Metacritic with like a nine point oh and above that's that's all the same to me I, i'm not it, it, if this ends up with the highest metacritic it, it won't last you know uh god of war 2 will come out this year and everyone it'll it'll be that review train and everyone will say that's the highest rated but that doesn't make it the best game ever i mean it doesn't yeah. account for a lot of you know retro games and things that aren't going to have the high audience reviews because say a lot of people haven't been and that's what's crazy about this game is that all the people are giving it reviews especially audience reviews like None of them have beat it, obviously. Critics have beat it because they've had it for a few weeks. But, like, people like you and me, like, I, I'm not going to give the game a – I mean, you probably can give it a 10 if you were going to say give it a 10 because you would know it compared to other FromSoft games and all like that. But, like, right now, yeah. I mean, even though I've played a ton of hours, like, I can't give it a score yet. I, but, like, if you were to say finally – I mean, if I'm leaning, it's, it's like a 9-ish probably. It's not a perfect game. But, mm-hmm. again, what's a perfect – game like to me it's almost right. hard to give anything like a oh, 10 yeah. but oh, to yeah. me i think yeah. a perfect game is like a perfect experience and it gets almost close to that but i do think if i'm going to be completely honest it is some of the random deaths which is what from software's design is will not appeal to all people coming to play and i think some of those frustrating things will turn a lot of people off and i respect that and rightfully so like again it could happen to me at some point but um uh, so to me, it yeah. can't be considered the greatest game of all time. I think the greatest game of all time is something that everyone should be able to play to completion. And I'm sorry if people disagree with me on that, but I, I do think the best game of all time is something everyone should be able in some form to be able to finish, to see to completion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like um, greatest game of all time is like such a subjective thing that it's like, yeah. I don't even like that really, because it's like, okay, well, if you like a genre, like, for me, example, I don't like uh, very cinematic games. Like I can kind of, I like them if it's like Spider-Man, but like yeah. God of War, like, and God of War was actually really good, but like, it's not, that's not my go-to game. Like I'm not like an uncharted person where like, I don't yeah. like cutscenes every five seconds. It's actually part of the reason why I really like FromSoft because usually if there is a cutscene, it's important um, and they're not yeah. all the time. Like they're very few and far between. Um, and you know, so you can explore the story at your, your preference, but yeah, so it's like, but then there are other people who only like, you know, first person shooters or whatever. And so it's, it's such a subjective thing. I think for this game, like it's fair to judge it against all the other FromSoft games. Like, okay, like, is it the greatest of all time out of those? Um, I think at the moment it's close. Um, it's hard to say not going through all of the different stuff and seeing all of the main story. Um, but so far, what, from what I've seen, it's taken elements of every single game thus far, even, even the ones on the fringe, like Sekiro, like, what do you um, think is the best, best from soft game? I mean, my, I, uh, my favorite, my favorite's like the black sheep of them all, which is Dark Souls 2. And Whoa! It's, it's clunky. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's clunky as shit. It's not like the graphics aren't great. Like 
but it's very, um, it's like the most, it's one of the most like challenging, unforgiving ones. But like, I guess Dark Souls 1 is like right underneath because they do so many things in that game that were like, I've never seen in a video game before that I'm like, wow, why did you do that? Like, um, and there's some elements of that. Like there's something that happened in Elden Ring that is very similar to something that happened in Dark Souls 1. Um, and thankfully I was leveled high enough to deal with it. But if I wasn't, I would have been very distraught. I would have been like, oh shit, like, what do I do? And I was, it scared the crap out of me. Whatever, like when that happened, I was like, oh crap. Um, which is what I really like about those games. But uh, yeah, like, um, yeah, Dark Souls 2. And Dark Souls 2 was also my first FromSoft game that I played through. So that. I think the first one kind of always yeah. has I feel like the, everyone's you know, first FromSoft game that they complete has like a special place in their heart. Um, but it's yeah. crazy, like because I remember so hard. It's just like the the rise of like FromSoft games basically are like their own genre at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, one hundred percent. It yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's whole crazy. Like, genre. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> is. And like the rise of called. yeah, and like the rise of this genre. I remember back in like two thousand nine, <laughs> two thousand ten, when like the original demon souls came out on the playstation 3 it was only on ps3 mm -hmm. at the time but uh, people were like raving about it like this game is different it's so challenging it's hard and i'm like and yeah. you know it still wasn't like mainstream yet and then all of a sudden like all these like dark souls one two three came out you know and um started hitting you know even more and more people um you know across the world um and then after that, you know, Bloodborne is where I feel like it really took another level from like a, for a lot of people. And that's yeah. the one, it was really Bloodborne that made me finally take the plunge and like give it a try. You know, Bloodborne was like mm -hmm. the first one. And then obviously the, the Demon Souls remake. Um, and Sekiro, know, right? You know, and Sekiro is another one too. Sekiro, I had no idea actually when it was announced that it was a FromSoft game. And then I was like, oh, it's a FromSoft game. Oh. And then I realized like at like before, right before it was like getting released, I was like, oh shit, this is another like hard ass game that I probably have no shot at Um Yeah, I mean, Demon Souls, the, the Demon Souls remake that came out with the launch of the PlayStation 5, that one, you know, it's just like graphically so gorgeous. I, so I have the game I have the game actually because it came with uh my PlayStation 5 and I still haven't played it <laughs> like I still have because I'm just so afraid I'm like it's gorgeous I want to try it but I know it's gonna take time like I just want to yeah I need a week that vacation. one <laughs> yeah and that one actually like Demon Souls probably is one of the most accessible of all of those games like mm -hmm. like you said you start you tried to start with bloodborne and man that is a that's a rough putt to start with it's hard like that first for, opening area for, to the first boss is hard i mean that for that first opening area is like Honestly. is basically like a warning like this is what you're gonna get so and like you can you can actually run past all of that you just don't know that you can yeah. um Oh. so and you don't know the way out so like you get lost and you can't like you actually can't but like um it like that whole first area where it's like you know the the giant bonfire and all of the ads are just like around the carousel you know? um, big bonfire the giant guys yeah. like the mm -hmm. oh my God. and even that first the first boss is like also like the arena is really great for it um but he's challenging like he's super like he's just relentless like just and that's how kind of the first two bosses are in Elden Ring. But I'm on like number I said, two. you have yeah, you have the option of going somewhere else. 
-hmm. Whereas like in Bloodborne, you don't, it's like, you have to bang your head against that bonfire of like, you know, 20, like 20 enemies before you figure out that you can run past it. So it's like, so this, I think, even though it seems like it's harder, I think this might actually be the most accessible because like even like Godric boss, which is very, very difficult. It's a hard boss. Like don't beat yourself up about not being able to beat it yet. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it was hard for me. And I, and I was even telling you like, it's hard. It was hard to co-op, like even trying to co-op with people, like, yeah. you know, one of us would get one shot or the host would get one shot or, you know, whatever. And so like, we would only, I would only win like three out of 10 of, you know, co-op fights. Um, but, um, but like, even with that, like they have a summons that's like really easy to find for that. Uh, like an NPC summons, if you don't play online um the the uh respawn point is right outside the room which is like, really right nice there. Okay. <laughs> yeah exactly um you could you could i guess farm souls like right in like in that area if you wanted to inside the um, game that's there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. it's a lot of guys and you have to be like i was doing it when i was like higher level and i the, i was the only reason i was doing it was because i was just waiting for um to for somebody to summon me in um but yeah and they're but it's good practice still but like yeah if you didn't want to do that you can go to a different dungeon um and find you know find a mini boss to fight and get you know get a whole bunch of souls and like plus you can start like you're starting characters like there's a ton of them and they give you a huge leg up so like don't you know don't be like an idiot like i am and just start at level one like everyone else starts i think at like level 10 or something like that yeah it depends Um, some of them are a little bit more ranged even yeah the ranges right or yeah and you can be like and pretty soon you know there's gonna be i mean i'm sure there's guides already but but like pretty soon there's going to be like oh you know mage is overpowered or you know this is overpowered or you know start as fire you know start with fire whatever it is yeah Um, there'll be there'll be uh it's a lure crafting will be in yeah effect yeah um, yeah <clears throat> well overall look i think that gives everyone like a fair idea here of like where we yeah. like, land on it um in a few weeks we'll definitely talk again just you know we can give maybe yeah. a review maybe when you know you'll definitely be further than me as far as main quest but <laughs> i definitely am going to keep i'm not going to give up and i'm going to continue to progress yes. there we said i probably will yeah. end up summoning you in the next few days for godric run and we'll, awesome. we're gonna knock it out i have faith that we can both uh, like, yeah. i get pretty far i get them to we probably like 30 percent right now you know what i mean so like yeah it's just like me not getting hit on some dumb hits that are probably happening to me you know what i mean or still just learning right. how to time a dodge things like that mm-hmm. but we're, we're getting yeah. there it's not impossible i see that it's not impossible but um yeah. I, I would recommend everybody to give it a shot and um just know that it is going to be unforgiving in some ways but it's going to be <laughs> miraculous in some ways too with what you find and come across so yes um, hard but fair <laughs> hard but fair um Waleed and Jess, I appreciate you guys being on the first uh, post credit scene and obviously for being Yay. on the main episode for our review of the Batman. Um, but yeah. until next time for Waleed and Jess, peace. Yeah.